have a broadcast. We're going to broadcast over to Jemison. You know, that he's got this payback system where he, he says, I did for you now. But right now, I'm not here every service. Let me just tell you all something while I'm on it. And I, and I don't mean this in any way but, but uh, my heart. But I've been in the ministry 38 years. That's the big end of my life. That's almost two-thirds of my life. And uh, I've been a faithful steward over the ministry. I'm full strength. I'm full strength on any, anything I do. And, and, and y'all are too. So I have not missed. I had missed a handful of Sundays in 38 years. We just didn't miss. We just left on Sunday afternoon and came back on Saturday night. It was rare. I could, I even, even when I went to Texas to see my mother, which people would say, how's your vacation? That wasn't vacation. I went to see my mother. <laughs> that was duty. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't, I didn't fuss about that. But, but I, I've got a new perspective. Not a, y'all are well able to carry on if I don't make every, I am not the wheel of this thing. I am a wheel and I'm a gear and I'm a part and I like my part and I'm blessed in my part. I'm gifted for my part. I'm excited about my part, but I'm not the whole part. And so there, all of y'all, Barry's going to minister again this month. I'm just telling you, don't, now don't be carnal and say, well, if pastor's not going to be there, I'm telling you, that's immature. If pastor's not going to be there, I'm not going to be there. That's, that's, you sow that and it's going to come back to you in spades. You just don't want that, that kind of thing that says pastor's got the true word. That is just not, it's just a lie. Don't believe, don't walk out that lie. So if you hear, I'm, I want to be able to tell y'all everything. Pastors do not tell their people everything because they get carnal. But that's not where we are right now. Everybody in here is spiritual. Everybody in here is like, I'm doing the right thing if nobody shows up, if it's just me. Amen. So that's, that's my word this morning. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 7. Let's look at chapter 7, verse 1. Here is a, here's an amazing discourse by this, uh, we believe it's Paul, but whoever it is, uh, it's deep. It's deep and wide. It says, for this Melchizedek, so we've busted in on a discourse here, and we, we can't go back and explain it, but you know who he is. King of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings. Now, that's in Genesis, where he went after his household, uh, with 318 uh, men, and he, no, he didn't go after his household, excuse me. That was another time uh, where, he, well, anyway, he went after and he, had, and he was in, the, he, there was a war, there was a battle, and uh, this Melchizedek met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Melchizedek blessed him. The word blessing there is always a, um, and a yeah, it's, a, it's words. It's words of power. So if somebody blesses you, they've, They've, they've conveyed God's power and his provision through words. And um, in verse 2, it says, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. So there was, a, there was an honor there that God, the tithe started here. Tithe means honor. It means worship. New Testament believers, well, when we tithe, it's totally, let, let me explain it. It's totally lordship. Say, tithing is lordship. That's it. It's not, do you have enough money to tithe? Well, can we afford it this month? It's, it's not a tax. It's not a debt. Tithing means, it means lordship. 
And we've all worked through that. That's why it takes a while to tithe. Is because you don't just hear about it and say, well, sure, I can pay that. No, until Jesus is Lord, you can't do it with your heart. And I've ministered to a lot of men and women, but mostly men that over the years, they just have a hard time giving up their paycheck in any part because they're the Lord of their life. They're, I bring home the bacon, and I, I'm the one, I'm the source of this house, and it rises and falls on me. Well, there's lordship there, but it's not Jesus. And it has to be developed. It has to, stuff has to go out and stuff has to come in. And so Abraham here saw this king of Salem or this priest of, of Melchizedek. And he said, I give you great honor. I declare you to be the Lord or a greater one than me. That's what it means. We're going to see that. It means I ascribe and, and, and uh, attribute worth to you as being greater than me. Which, you know, Abraham was a regular guy. But God was using him. And so it says there in verse uh, 4, Now consider how great this man was. Here we have it. We're talking about the tithe here. Unto whom even, even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Slip over to verse 6. But he who is, whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. So he's talking about this Melchizedek, who's kind of an enigma in Scripture, but he was a great man, that's what this says, or a great entity, and blessed him that had the promises. So Abraham gave Melchizedek the tithe, a tenth of the spoils, when he went out to battle. When you whooped somebody back then, you got all that they had. You didn't just say, tag, you're it. You brought them into subjection. You took all their women, their children, their cattle, their gold. You took everything and you, you brought it home. And you executed the king so that he wouldn't come back and try to say, come on over here again. He was brutal. And so he, uh, Abraham got the spoils of war. He was the winner. If he had lost, he, him and his family would have been taken off into slavery. But that's the way that turned. So it says in verse 6, he whose descent is not counted from them, received tithes of Abraham, talking about Melchizedek, and then turned around and blessed him, Abraham, that had the promises. Now here it is in verse 7. We've looked at this many times. And here's the principle. This is the kingdom principle. And without all contradiction, without all dispute, the less is blessed of the better. Now here we have. We have the bedrock of the kingdom, of authority of how God made it. Now, he, he's, he was God then, and he could make it work any way he wanted to. He could make a system where you never know what God's going to do. He could have been fickle as a pickle. He could have just said, ah, some days, Mondays, I bless them, and on Tuesdays, I take it back. You know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, according to, you know. He could have done that. He could have been what they say he is. He could have been, you never know. And uh, God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. He could have been that way. He's not. We know what he's going to do. He's absolutely predictable. More than the sun coming up, more than gravity being the same every day. He's more than that. But he could have been something else. But then he said, this is the way I'm going to be. This is the way it'll always be. And then he wrote it in the book. So they wouldn't say, well, that's not what he said. I think that's what he said. No, that's not what he said. So he wrote it in the book so everybody can look and say, yeah, that's what he said. Y'all get this? It's so amazing. And he did it over uh, 1,600 years uh, by uh, 
40 authors, and it all fits. It all lines up. It's all. And how can that be? I can't even agree with me from yesterday. I, like, I don't know what I said. You're the same way, sort of. So God's this amazing thing. He said, he, so then he said in verse 7, without all contradiction, it never changes. The less is blessed of the better. So if you want to get blessed, you have to find your position according to everybody around you, everything around you. You have to, uh, you have to assess who you are to them because if you're greater than them, then you should be blessing them. Children. Y'all had any babies over the last 40 years? They're the lesser. When they're being raised up, they're the lesser. And it is the law of God for you, the greater, to bless the lesser. You don't go to your six-year-old and says, Hey, what have you done for me lately? Hey, I need, I need some help here. Ah, oh, come on. No, that's not how it works. You bless the lesser. Now, when, when, when Junior gets up and says, you're not the better anymore, I'm the better, then you cut him loose and say, well, if I'm not the better, go get your own car, go get your own insurance, go get supper for yourself, because if the law is I'm only going to supply what I'm the better or the greater of. Y'all see this? You know how to parent when you got this law in your head. You know what to do at work. If the boss, oh, he's an idiot, he's a dummy, can't trust anything he says. Well, if he's not the better then you're not going to get a raise, you're not going to get a promotion because the less is blessed of the greater. So at work, we don't say, hey, I can run faster than you, I'm smarter than you, I can... Nope, you're my boss. So I, say, I do what you say to do. If I don't like that, I need to go find somebody else that I can say is worthy of my attention and come under him and let God bless me through him. So you, you can't, you can't badmouth your boss and come out. Because you're making yourself the better. And the less is blessed of the better. So when we tithe, what we're saying is, what the whole thing of the tithe is, is my tithe says in big words, you're the greater. That's all it says. You'll, oh, it says more than that. That's the headline. You are greater and the lesser is blessed of the greater. So I tithe, I bring me unto you and come and submit my finances to you. Lord, I'm hardly making it with 100%. I, my paycheck barely gets it all. How am I going to give you 10? Because the less is blessed, increased, enlarged, promoted, raised up by the greater. It is his, it is his covenant DNA. Just like kids. We raise kids. And we do not expect them to bring their own, to buy their own food or, you know, you don't have a bed, Junior? Well, you need to, you need to get a job. <laughs> I'm just the dad around here and I got lots of things going on and I, beds, are just, you're way down on the list here. No, if he's the lesser, then dad brings the greater, brings the blessing to that. That's the way it is in marriage. You, I have an aunt, I've told you about her, don't tell her, but I have an aunt, and she just, you know, she wants her own name. She's got her maiden name, and she's not going to let Joe, she's not going to take that name of, that uh, he has. Well, I, whatever, 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 but you know, if he's not the greater, she says, well, I'm as good as him, no dispute. No, women are as good as any man. Every, there is, if they're not as good, it's just because they're a dummy. 
But there's lots of men that are dummies that aren't as good as women. I mean, it's not gender. It's just, you know, you wake up stupid or you wake up smart. It's just however you want to wake up. It's not because you're a woman or a man. But she says, well, you know, ah, why should I take his name? Because if you come under, then God will use that husband. It's just a, it's a matter of divine order. He's just the cornerstone. He's not, he's not well, submit your, wives, submit yourself to your husband. It just means he's the cornerstone. That in, in, in places where someone has to lead and be responsible, he's the one. And you work that out together. You know, it's not arbitrary. It's not dictatorial. It's not uh, better and greater and God-ordained. It's, it's together. But finally, someone has to go call and say, can I have this job or can we buy this car? Someone has to be in charge of the whole thing. Divine order. Let me ask you. Is heaven a wonderful, awesome, perfect, peaceful, without strife place? It's the most perfect place. Guess what? God's in total charge of heaven. There's no committee meetings. We're having an HOA meeting up here in heaven. Everybody come. And if you don't like the way the grass is, the color of the grass, we're going to all vote. No, it's, it's heaven. God's totally in charge. There's no devil. There's no uh, sin. There's no... Uh, there's no comparison, there's no competition, there's no injustice. Everything's on the table. And it's a perfect place. So do you think here on earth we could get things more perfect in our lives if we modeled it after heaven? Oh, yes, sir. Let him be in charge. Let your boss be in charge. Steer your boss with your faith. And say, God, either change this man or woman or get me a new job. You give God no place but to promote you. Either change him so I can be off on Sundays, or I don't have to go to their drunken parties, or where I don't have to, whatever. Change him, because like Lot, this is vexing my righteous soul, or get me out. But don't put a bomb under his car, and don't, don't slash his tires, and don't call him a, 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 you know, a, a non-nani-nunu. Don't do that. Just stay in your place and let your faith as the lesser, change your future. God's got good for you. He hadn't strapped you to that, but he will not change anything unless you get in faith. Point yourself and say, get in faith. Get in faith. Don't get in emotion. Don't get in, in anger. Don't get in, you know, I bless God, I'm going to do, you know, no. Just say, Lord, this isn't right, and I see it. The Bible says of, uh, of uh, Jacob, Jacob, yeah, that Laban, his father-in-law, changed his wages ten times, but what? But what? God did not allow it to hurt him. We have a saying around here, and I think it's so appropriate. I think it's changed every one of your lives. About four years ago or whatever, the Lord told us to start saying, everything is turning out amazing. And everything that's not amazing is turning. So it put everything in perspective. We got to sin. Well, this stinks. This is rotten. This is no good. Oh, but I'm in faith that what's not amazing today is on its way. So it, 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 it took the devil out of the picture. Oh, the devil. My boss, my mean husband. Took that out of the way. Everything's turning out amazing. I'm in faith about the future. I'm calling it in. I'm speaking it forth. I'm refusing little. I believe big and small places. Do y'all believe big in small places? I have smalls everywhere. So if you're going to believe big, you're going to be believing big in a small place. Because they're all trying to put their heel on you. 
They're all trying to say, go to the back of the line. They're all trying to say, not now, not, not here. But in Jesus, it's, it is now and it is here. So, uh, the whole kingdom of God is based on authority and submission. And here's the key. It says in James chapter 4 that you should, what does it say? Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And that's an absolute statement. That's not like if he's in the mood or if you're extra powerful. That Submit yourself. So to the level that we come under God, and that doesn't mean just God himself, Jehovah, the big, the big one. It means submit yourself to the system of God. So wives have to have some tolerance for their, 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 their pointy-headed husbands sometimes. You just got to, you just, because the word tells you, don't buck up, pray for him. Live a chaste and reverent life before him and he'll change. But if he doesn't change, the Lord will spring you out. He's got a good life for you. Now, sometimes we have to repent for marrying that knothead. <laughs> we were carnal when we said, I do. We were lustful. We were, we were rebellious. We were all the things that we were back when we did that. And we didn't have a clue, and our parents didn't help us. Shame on you, parents. You should have said, no. This boy, and if you run off anyway, well, then you're on your own. We, we, so you repent. You say, God, I am sorry. It was a mistake. I was not seeking you. I did not want you to say I couldn't have him. I wanted Leroy, and we, he promised me the world, and he didn't even give me a backyard. So we have to submit ourselves to God. We have to come under an everything is turning out amazing scenario, that heaven on earth, God's kingdom, be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to come into that, and time is the thing that hurts us all. We all get blustery because it took too long. It's been three weeks. These things are sometimes complicated, and, and he can turn natural things, but people, he, he, there's this thing in, in, in us that God says, I won't violate somebody's will. So he goes, so if a woman asks God to say, God, I need, a, I need a car, I need a purse, I need a whatever, the Lord says, go, go to the level of authority that's over you. Go to your husband, for instance, and ask him, I need this. Would you... Believe God with me or supply it. And he says, no way, woman. I'm not touching that. You're on your own. Well, the Lord didn't cast her out. She just has to go to the next level and say, Lord, I'm believing you for a purse. I'm believing you for a car. I mean, even when you're asking your husband, you're believing him. But still, you say, you don't go around him. But then after that, you go, okay, Lord, this is another realm. And he will come through. Everything that's not amazing is still turning. If you're in faith, all change. Even now in this end day when Syria got bombed the other night, all of this stuff changed. When change happens and we're in faith, it's always increased for us. You cannot be in faith and take a, take a lick. There, it's temporarily set back, no doubt. It's temporarily, it looks like it, because in the world you'll have tribulation. But this thing is turning. It's turning. It's going around the other way. Well, give it three days. Give it, give it time to go around the blockade. Give it time to go over the apparent trouble. Give God a chance to work on people and to turn things and get stuff to you because this world is based on time. We, we, heaven has no time. Matter of fact, the speed of light, they tell you that the closer you get to the speed of light, the time is compressed. Time 40 years, it happens in four days. The Bible says that a, 
that a day is as a thousand years. So God is light. So when we get into heaven, there's no time. You know, people that leave now, and you know, you go, oh, it's been 20 years, you know, and I finally got to heaven. They say, yeah, yeah, I just, turned, I just got here myself. Because there's no time up there. So, but time down here is a big burden to us. We, we don't like that time business. I got places to go. I got people to see. I got things. No, you don't. You could be 40 years on the backside of the desert just working out your time. That's the whole reason you're on earth. Why weren't you born in the 1700s? Why weren't you born back uh, in Paul's day? Because he assigned you to this time, and he assigned you with a specific task. You can submit to that and say, hey, I'm in no hurry. I'm doing what God says every day, and it's just fine with me. Or you can wind yourself up and say, well, I want to be like this pastor. I want to be like this preacher. I want to be like this rich man. If that's not the will of God, you're just on your own. Y'all understand your own? He will help you in your faith, but you will not have doors opened and things happening like you do when you say, I'm waiting on God. And he's got me where I am, and I'm real happy with it. I'm not missing it here. And then suddenly, what, what seemed like would have taken you three or five years on your own, suddenly it just opens and it all comes together, and boom, a suddenly has come on your life, and you're there. You're there. When I got the Holy Ghost, I was, it's the only time I've been upset with the Lord. And I've told you all this before. I was 26, and I looked at all, you know, I looked at all my Pentecostal friends that had had the Holy Ghost since they were 12, you know. Uh, Colin got the Holy Ghost. He spoke in tongues at four. I don't recommend that because some, but anyway, he, he spoke in tongues because uh, his mother said one time, said, Colin, what do you think about this speaking in tongues? And Colin said, well, watch this, Mama. And just rattled off in tongues. And she's like, where'd you get that? I got it at church the other night. So, back to my story. I was like, God, I'm 26. I'm practically, I'm practically through half my life. <laughs> I'm almost done. I'm, this, thing, this plane's coming down for a landing. And I'm, I just... He said, I will make it up to you. And suddenly my life just started accelerating. And things that were taking years for other people, just boom, it just happened. Moved to Alabama when I was 42. Lots of energy, lots of vision, lots of whatever. It was perfect. My mother still, she, I called her the other night, and she's still ticked. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're all on course. And when we get to heaven, that'll be the heavenly days. That'll be the day of true communion. I'm way off this morning, but everything God does, He, he works in the system of authority. Now, here in the United States, we all work off the American dollar. Everybody knows you cannot go with pesos into the quick mart and say, I'd like a, I'd like a Coca-Cola. Uh, is that 200 pesos? Uh, we don't take pesos here. Everything in America works on the American dollar. Are we in agreement? Nothing in heaven, nothing works on the American dollar. You get up there and you got a sack of gold, he says, that's pavement. You know, that's nothing up there. Did y'all get that? So we, we have, what does he work on? What does that system work on? He works on authority and submission. And everybody is submitted in heaven. The key is to get submitted down here. You'll have days of heaven on earth when you submit to authority that's from heaven. But it looks just like your boss, and it looks just like your husband. 
It looks just like somebody. It looks like pastor. You could say, I can out-preach him any day of the week, and I know more than him. And I would say, yes, amen. But I have the gift of God inside of me. So there I am. It didn't go by knowledge or, or uh, eloquence or tall and dark and handsome. None of those things came my way. But the gift did. So I left a lucrative farming career to go into the ministry, much to the chagrin of my father. And I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And you ought to be doing that too. Not what I'm doing, but what you're supposed to be doing. Because it's days of heaven on earth, and there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in this whole, in this whole world. Gene Hollis, Pastor Gene Hollis, he's gone now to the Lord. But he told me one time an amazing story. He's a, he was a horseman. He was an equestrarian. He was a horseman. <laughs> and he told me, he said, Michael, you don't, might not know this, but he said, I have two horses. I have Junior, who is my horse, and then I have uh, Bucko, or whatever his name was. He said, Bucko can outrun Junior when they're out in the field. But he said, when I get on Junior, and he weigh, he's like me, weighs over 100 pounds. When I get on Junior, I can always outrun Bucko. A horse with a rider can outrun a horse that does not have a rider. Now, physically, you'd say that can't be true. We all do better with authority on us than we do wide open. Listen to me. You'll do better coming under that husband or in agreement with that husband. I'm using that, but I don't want you to get out of whack to think that I'm thinking women are this or men are that. I'm not. It's, it, we'll have to teach on it, but you know what I mean. It's, it's dual. The Bible says if a, if a man, if a husband uh, treats his wife wrong, that he cannot get his prayers answered. That's how God thinks about it. But we all got to come under authority. We can't make it on our own. You cannot be the rebel a big shot with all your gifts and money and talents and power. You won't go far. Junior will outrun Bucko. And you will outrun the world, given your tithe. How can that happen? Trust me, that's what's happening. Your tithing puts you under authority, and it just puts you out in the front. Serving. I'd like to sign up to do the door at River Church. I'd like to go to the nursery. I'd like to whatever. I'd like to do whatever. You come under that authority, and boom, you're launched. Y'all hear me? Amen. This is how the kingdom works. Um, and the man who has no Lord absolutely has a Lord. It's himself. Do y'all know that? Everybody has a Lord. So if you don't get one that's over you, that's greater than you, that can bless you, then you have you as the better, and you can't bless you more than you. You have no resources. You have no pool to draw from. You have no greater influence. So you're just on your own, and it's not much. You all know people that are in the world that aren't much? It's because they're the Lord of their life. You know Christians that don't seem like they're much? They got everything going. Many of us that seem like we don't got anything going are in that 40-year thing in the back desert. And I'm not saying we're suffering. I'm just saying that we're not having a daily demonstration of his reward in our life. He's putting us on the shelf back here to put something greater in us so that he can bring us out prepared, ready, strong, able to speak to any Pharaoh and able to, uh, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. That's the man that's under submission. 
That's the man that's under authority. That's the man that's been out there, and everybody's pushed him down, but the Lord was always true. I am that man. I've always been the junior minister in every uh, atmosphere I've ever been in. I've always been the little one because I had the little church and had the little whatever. But I'm telling you, the Lord is raising me up. He's just he's raising you up. I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about this word and coming under him and being patiently to patient to wait on even this, even this. Just saying, ah, this ain't nothing. This might, we pay no attention to this. What difference does it make? A hundred more people might mess us up. I promise you in this particular stage of our lives, it wouldn't be better. But all of this is coming to pass. The word uh, Lord Jesus is in the Bible, New Testament, 119 times. It's a big deal to God to make Jesus Lord. Turn with me to Romans, if you would. Romans chapter 10. We don't have much longer here, but we'll, we'll sail through this. You know, uh, knowing how to think it should be your greatest quest. We've got to think right. If you don't know that principle about coming under and the greater uh, blessing the lesser, then you'll, do, you'll, you'll, have, you'll, you'll not raise your kids right. You'll not be a good wife or a good husband. You'll be a, you'll be a rebel that they're always, the police are always at your house trying to break it up. That's where those people come from. Well, what's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them except they don't understand the kingdom. Well, how can they come? Because they're not born again. Or they're born again and they're in the church where they just, they just teach you. Every man's for himself. Oh, that storm that came through, we all ran for cover. We all, you know, hid in case God was mad at us, you know. And You don't think right. They don't think right. And so they, they do wrong because they can't do right. They think wrong. They think weak. They think little. They think that they are just regular people. They think they're like sinners that go to church. I'm not like a sinner. I'm not like a sinner. I'm, there's nothing about me except I got the, I'm just, you know, except this physique and this, you know, all that. But no, I'm nothing like a sinner. There's nothing about me. I was changed on the inside, and that light on the inside is working its way to the outside. And I am different in every measure except physically. I'm going to get a new body. But right now, I'm just having to put up with this one. <laughs> you behave. <laughs> Romans 10, verse 9. You know this verse. That if, so that that, that is... Uh, he's talking about verse 8 where he says the word of faith is in you, in your heart and in your mouth. And what does that do? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Did you ever see that word Lord there? Well, of course we have, but a lot of people don't. They just say you confess Jesus. Well, that means you have to confess that you were under another Lord. The, the key here is not that you say, Lord, I make you Lord. You have to denounce, you have to deny, you have to throw under the other Lord, the old Lord. You're changing kingdoms, you're changing fathers. We're, we're all refathered from above. So you have to denounce the old father. Jesus said, you are of your father the devil to the Pharisees. If you're not born again, the devil is your father. And if you don't understand that, then you are the Lord of your life. And so before you can get born again, you have to say, I am a sinner. I am in the kingdom of the sinner. I am in the kingdom of darkness. I am the kingdom of the bastard. 
I need to be refathered from above. I have no father. I have, I have no, I'm illegitimate. I have no rights. I have no authority. Just what I, the money I make and the power I can influence. And the, 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 that's all I have. That's all anybody has that does not have him over their lives. Because the less is blessed of the greater. So until you come under, he cannot come over. Is that right? You ever had kids that says, oh, mama, mama? Uh, Eric told us, said, mama, I'll never leave you. I'll stay with you 40 years. And that Anita Lou came by and just batted her little eyes. And, and he said, I give up. I'll go. <laughs> Bye, mom. <laughs> she just said, come here. And Eric just fell all over himself. 40 years he promised to be with the, his mother and me. His pants are on fire. <laughs> so if you don't come under, you can't be over. You cannot run the devil. You cannot speak to the devil. You can't speak to a squall line coming in from Mississippi. Because if you're not under the authority that has that power, you cannot be over. You have to take it on in order to put it out. So you can't speak to your body and say, no, I said in the name of Jesus, be healed. Well, if you have been a buck-up rebel, rebel and you, you hadn't submitted to God and you don't want to do what he says, you don't want to give, you don't want to serve, you don't want to go to church, you, you just want to do what you want to do, yay! You can even be born again and do that. But you can't have power over storms or disease or your money. The big dog that's barking and just got off the chain is in chasing you, he's going to catch you. He's going to take a hunk out of your back. You all know that? But if you know who you are in him, you can turn to that dog and you can stop him and everything else that comes at you. Well, there's a price to pay. But I'll tell you, the price is not greater than the price that we stay in the world to have where we're under their system of uncertainty, of fear, of not knowing what the future is. That's a great price to pay, not knowing where your life is going. It, it, it makes people die young. With long life, he satisfies me and shows me his salvation. I say when I'm going. There's no such thing God having a time for you. I'm getting off again. I know that. It says, uh, back to verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Let's lift our hands just for a moment and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You are not just Jesus. You're not just my Savior. You're my Lord. Hallelujah. Woohoo! Well, to do that, you had to say, devil, you're not the Lord of my life anymore. The God of fear, we depose you. The God of hell, of sin, of iniquity, I depose you. You will not rule my life. I will not be emotional to say, ah, I see that pretty woman. I'm going to go chase her down even though I'm married. No, that's got to go. Is that right? It's got to go. This is my money. I made it. I'm, you know, this is my house. This is my car. And my name's on it. Wife, you can't have any of it. It's mine. That's got to go. So we have to depose the devil. And I do it all the time. I have no other gods before him. That's what I tell me. You have no other gods. Jesus is the Lord of your life. And if he don't like it, you don't like it. And if he wants it, I want it, <laughs> sometimes more than others. <laughs> Let's go pray for a couple hours. Okay. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> okay, Lord. <laughs> One hour. <laughs> Amen. Well, we looked at it that last. Oh, well, I've got to read this verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I looked this up in the Amplified, and it's the same. It says, if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus Christ, that Jesus is Lord. So we, we say Jesus is Lord. We just say Jesus is Lord. He's over my money. Uh, he says to put, he puts, says to put 20 in. Lord, Lord, I'm a $10 man. This 20 does not jive with what you would put 20 in. I got something big that I need you to sow a seed for. You're going to need a harvest because something's coming up and you need to be in the front of it instead of on the back. Y'all know about being on the front of something where you have it when it comes? I told y'all about that $9,000 that came to me and we, I just out of the blue, it was in Colin's mailbox, uh, my son, where I used to live. And I was like, woohoo, we're going to have so much fun on nine ground. We're going to tithe 900 and we're going to have 8,100. Well, right after that, this big thing, I forget what it was, came in. It took all of it. But I had it. Instead of on the backside, oh, Lord, the IRS is calling again. Had it. Paid it. See, that's lordship. And that's submitting yourself. So when he says, I want 20 this week, or you ought to put 20 as what he'll say, you're like, Lord, I'm going to argue with you on that. Why? Why? Why would you argue with getting your needs met? Of getting, God, you're a thief, and you're just trying to get something out of me so I won't have fun. That's what that says, isn't it? I don't trust you. You're not good all the time. Sometimes you get a little wacko, and I don't know if this is one of them wacko times. 20 verses 10? Okay, God, I will. Uh, uh. No. Thank God. He told me the answer before I even knew the question. Boom, 20 in there. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower. So it wasn't even your money. He'd already put the 20 in your account or your hand. He'd already put that in there so you'd have it when he spoke to you. Come on, y'all. We've got to think right. We've got to think right, and we can we just got to believe God is right and good. Uh, and that's it. I'll, I'll say this one, one thing. The Bible right there, when it says, If thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, the word Lord Jesus is in there. That the Lord Jesus and uh, Lord Jesus Christ is in the Bible 119 times. So it is a big deal. And the word here is, I am not Greek, kurios or something like that. It means supreme in authority. When you've confessed with your mouth, the supreme in authority. Now, that's big, y'all. There's no, there's no closets. Lord, I'd like to show you my house, my life. And hey, look at this, the bedroom, the living room, the kitchen. No, Lord, don't go in that closet. Because that, that, that part of me is not under lordship. I have a little thing going on that I like that you wouldn't like. And I don't want to give it up. Well, that's not supreme in authority. That's, that's kind of like he's a co-manager. Him and I manage this. He's the pilot and I'm the co-pilot. No, he's supreme in authority. There's nobody else up there. He's running the whole thing. It means, it means controller. That's a hard word for the rebel. We don't like, rebels don't like controllers. Are y'all hearing me? It means he to whom a person or thing belongs. We don't like that either. You know, uh, Y'all know about the right of possession. That when Jesus said, uh, when Paul said of Jesus, he said, you are, you are bought with a price, you're not your own. 
And we know he's referring to that, to Jesus paying for us and purchasing us out of the devil's kingdom, being refathered from above. But what it means is the right of possession means he has the right to you and me in total. Our emotions, that just makes me so mad, I think I'll just go kill somebody. I think I'll just go... He's got a right to those emotions. Don't do it. So you bring that under subjection. So you've got to deal with the spirit of anger. You all know anybody that's got the spirit of fear or anger or, or they're just afraid of everything? You, got, you can't say, well, that's just me. No, I'm bought with a price. I'm not my own. I don't have any just me's. Everything in me comes under him. Everything that's not under him is a rebel. And it'll, it will always subvert you. You will always foot and mouth. You will always sign the wrong thing. You will always be where you shouldn't be. And, and you go, and then you'll look from afar and say, that's where I could have been over there where the blessings are, but I'm over here working this out. Does it take two lifetimes to learn that? Not if you can read. You don't have to experience this stuff to know this stuff. Everything comes by tribulation or revelation. You can learn it without doing, going through it, or you can go through it and say, you know, I ought not to do that again. In our family, Colin, the oldest, was always in trouble. Just, you know, just had a, we had the paddle. He just stayed warm all the time. But Eric was smart. You know, he said, I watch very carefully. He said, I just don't do what Colin does. <laughs> That's what he said. That was his little thing that says, that was bad. We ain't going to do that. He was smart. Amen. Well, let's wind this thing up. Jesus wants to be the Lord of your life. Not because he's a control freak. Because he's a love freak, if I can say that. He just loves us. Just like parents. Come on, y'all. Just like parents. We don't want them running out the street because we're control freaks. We just don't want them getting run over because they are our very life. They're our very fullness. Everything about it. We don't want them taking drugs because we want to be at their drug parties and sniff too or snort too or whatever. No, we know it's a life of demise, of, of decrease, of, of death. And so we, we, we are hard on our kids. We, we're, we stand over them because we know by revelation where this is going. I can hardly tell you the girls while Colin was at Ramah that we found out about that he was serious, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about my son. He's not here, but you know, he was just like some girl in California. Like, who is this? Well, or some waitress. He was working at the John Deere house in Seminole, and some waitress got his number. Well, he's just a he's just a punk. He's just uh, he's eighteen. Excuse me, if you're eighteen. <laughs> nah, nobody in here's eighteen. We're good. And it's like she got. He, she got his and call and called the house and Debbie answered the phone and she says well I'm Susie Q and I met your son at the at the cafe she hangs it up and says Colin he comes in there huh Susie Q called are you gonna deal with it or do you want me to deal with it he said mom I will take care of it <laughs> we bailed him out many times just from dumb just just hormones and just life. You y'all know what life is? It doesn't end when you're 20. You can be dumb as a rock at 30 or 50. I told uh, someone the other day, I said, age does not qualify us because I've seen young 
Jesus, boys, and I've seen old fools. I've seen old fools. What is wrong with you? You're 70 years old and you are acting like a, a reprobate rebel. And here you are, you got someone like Jonathan Hall, who's just in his 30s, that's just setting the woods on fire for Jesus. So, Father, we thank you today that you are, you are wooing us to come under your precious and wonderful authority to protect us from all that is wrong and evil, everything you've delivered us from by your own precious blood. And, Lord, that you are having us come under your authority so that legally we can be partakers of your divine nature and have everything that your great cost purchased for us personally and lord when we know your motive and know your end it's just precious and we have no words to say how could i have been such a fool lord forgive us where we bucked up and said no i'm my own man i'm my own boss i can do what i want to you're not the boss of me god lord forgive us for every attitude every resistance every hesitation, everything that just said no. You said, Lord, that if you be willing and obedient, that we would eat the good of the land. Lord, I changed this morning. I adjust right now. I have the power over myself to adjust and say, no more, Michael, you're not the boss. You're not the boss. Your, your job, Michael, is to listen for the boss. And whatever he says, to do like the Lord Jesus, that's what I'll do. Whatever he says... I'll say, and whatever he does, I'll do. I like what he likes, I don't like. I run from what he doesn't like. And Lord, that's the end of it. There is no exceptions. I grow up today, Lord. I grow up in Jesus' name. I, I put on the Lord Jesus. And I say, I agree, Lord, that I am bought with a price, and I am not my own. I am not my own. You hold the title to me. And I'm so grateful that you have only good for me. You have only right for us. You have only a perfect plan. And Lord, as River Church meshes together and we all rise up and make you Lord, Lord, you'll do something marvelously corporately. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Two is better than one. Lord, there is such potential here in this little band, so to speak. It's just unestimatable what you could do why you did it with the 12 and, and nine of them weren't even really on board. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your great plan for our lives. So we just say, Lord, we repent. We repent. I repent, Lord. I, I, I've just failed to pray, failed to ask, failed to submit, failed, didn't even want to know what you, I knew what you were going to say. And I just said, I pretended. I'm, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to know. And if I didn't ask, I can go. And Lord, I repent for all that mess, that childishness, that foolishness, that, that just weird. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive all of us. We're none of us exempt from this prayer. But Lord, you have such good for us. Lord, the sea of your forgetfulness is so complete and so, so, so done and finished that nothing's going to slip out. It really is. It, it really is as if we never messed up, we never sinned. And I just praise you, Lord. You're not just a, a good Savior. You're the good Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Yes. Woo-hoo! 
Let's put on a good life. We do that not by willing it and just say, I will to have a good life. I'm going to read the Bible. No, reading the Bible doesn't do anything unless you make Jesus Lord. Because you won't read, you'll just read it and say, well, I read five chapters today. What was in it? I don't know. I think I was in Luke. Maybe I was in Mark. No. Make Jesus the Lord and everything will pay. Amen. Well, I bless you now in the name of Jesus. And I will do it, saith the Lord, for I, my eyes look to and fro for him that will walk with me. And I will find you, saith the Lord, I will find you when your heart is open, and I will fill it with my plans. And you will rise up and you will take on Holy Ghost to do my plans. And as Jesus is the Lord of your life, you will do exploits. And you will be amazing even to your own self, for it will not be you. It will be me through you. And I will do amazing things in this last days. And I will make it more than worth it for what you seemingly gave up in the hour, the time of waiting. And truly, saith God, I am working a work in you, that if you knew of it, you would, you would turn everything to me. Turn what you can, and I will deal with you about the rest. And truly, you will have a glorious life. I will set my light in this world of darkness, and the brightness of it will convert them, and they will come unto the things of God, saith the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, amen. 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 Well, God bless you.